0: Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, Brandon Bishop and I are joined by Tim from the Fight Insight podcast up in Toronto, Canada, really neat show that Tim runs. Uh, This is a part of a new little mini series within the Kelly Patrick show where Brandon Bishop is reaching out to some different people, specifically, of course, within the world of combat sports and doing some different types of interviews and episodes. So I really appreciate Brandon and also Tim for today's episode. If you're a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for joining in. In today's episode, I am joined by, of course, uh, my man, Brandon Bishop. Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Great. Appreciate you coming back on. It's just been, what, a couple couple, few days since you've been on something like that? Yeah, I was on just a few days ago for uh, an awesome episode with Bruce Ferguson. Yep, and we got to preview the Rowdy Rooster versus Aaron Allen. At the time of the recording, we were the under the impression that uh, that fight was going to be canceled. Um, it turns out that fight is going to still take place this Saturday, February 4th in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, so we have that to look forward to. I'm so excited
1: to hear that news because I was like – Are you being sarcastic? No, I was ready to go into a full-on depression when I heard that this wasn't going to happen. When I saw the news that it was, I was like, man, I cannot wait now. I'm I'm ready for this one. I'm ready for it. Either way, either way it goes, I don't think the audience is going to miss out or lose in in any way.
0: My hat goes off to Brandon Hardrock Higdon for making the fight happen. Some people would laugh at a fight like this, right? The rooster is a little bit of a... Who would laugh at a fight like people this? People jo- joke with him. They say that he's silly. Maybe he's a crackhead. Maybe he's literally on crack. <laughs> things like that, right? Brandon, I don't know. We'll, you've we'll never show, heard that? We'll show Tim some evidence, and we'll let him see what he says. <laughs> okay, actually. Um, but that brings us to our, our guest of the day. We have Tim from the Fight Insight podcast is joining us. Tim, how are you today?
2: Good, buddy. Good, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Tim, being this is the first time Brandon and I have got to chat with you, if it's all right, if you could just introduce yourself, um, as much details relevant to you pursuing a, uh, you know, the the podcast and everything related to that when it comes to combat sports and MMA, uh, that you could. Uh, Tim, who are you? And tell us about the Fight Insight podcast.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me on. So my name's Tim or Timmy B as I go on the podcast. Um, Born and raised Toronto, Canada. So uh, up here and doing martial arts a little bit during my early years and then doing it a lot in my later years. Um, During the pandemic, there was nothing to do. And so a buddy of mine and I from the gym decided we would start a podcast. We thought, hey, nothing else to do. So let's do one and uh kind of took off from there we're just past year two i think maybe this week actually might be our two-year anniversary officially and uh we started the podcast thinking that it would just be you know just the two of us shooting shit and doing a bunch of nothing talking about fights and uh next thing we knew we had ufc fighters and one fc fighters bellator fighters bare knuckle fighters coming on and joining the show And uh, we've been, you know, really blessed with having like great guests every week that we get to uh, interview and have a good time with, Uh, you know, stir up some shit and, uh, you know, try and figure out what's going on in the world of combat sports. We'd like to talk about like things that are a little bit off, like we don't like to just give fight predictions and stuff, but uh, try to talk about the behind the scenes stuff or the things that are going on. That's a little bit weird that uh, maybe people want to hear about. So, yeah, that's that's us. And we're still going strong.
1: That's awesome. And that's like right up my alley as far as content is concerned. That's exactly what. I look for online whenever I'm looking at things. You know, I, I can see the fights. I can make my own predictions. There's a thousand yeah. shows out there that that deal with that kind of thing. But um, the content that you guys deal with on there, uh, you get to see a little bit more of the fighter's personality. You get to see a little bit more about them as a person versus them as a fighter, and that's the kind of content that I always enjoy because if I see somebody, uh, for example, Wonder Boy or somebody, and I, I say I really like the way this guy fights. I want to know how this guy, I want to know what makes him tick. I want to I want to see kind of a little bit more about his personality. And Fight Insight Podcast is that type of content. That's what you'll get there. So I've always enjoyed your type of content for the past couple of years. And I've really looked up to you guys as a content creator myself and being on the podcast here. You guys are doing exactly what I aspire to do, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show because um, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit. You know what I mean? Kind of see yeah. see what makes you guys tick and kind of um, how you've developed and grown over the past couple of years and maybe what you've done to develop that much in the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely not without uh, plenty of struggles and plenty of, uh, you know, missteps here and there where you kind of learn and what you got to do. And just this year, I've uh, switched my co-host, which was unplanned. So um, ended up getting a new co-host this year, or I I was demoing out different guests, kind of like, I don't know how old you guys are, but the old Kelly and Regis, you know, when they lost (laughs) Regis and they had like random co-hosts constantly. So, I was doing random co-hosts. I was doing ex fighters, uh, or sort of fighters, former guests, former guests of the podcast, friends, you know, just in my local circle and stuff like that. Um, but now I've landed on a, on a permanent co-host that I've got now that's been going pretty well for the last few months or so. So that I've been happy with, and you got to find someone that you jive with, right? Like you gotta find someone that's good and you don't want a yes man. Uh, you know, you don't want someone that's just gonna agree with everything you say. That's boring as hell. Um, but you also don't want someone that you're constantly antagonistic with. So it's gotta be that good vibe and a good mix. And, uh, because we interview people every week, it has to be someone who's kind of comfortable with off, you know, off shoot interviews and just be able to chime in and plug in here and there and finding that kind of balance and working with someone that's. Those are all the things,
1: man. But no, that's what I was just saying that I'm eternally grateful to Kelly for um, because he's allowed me the platform in order to, um, to be able to uh, interview people and, and kind of run with it. So I'm kind of a I'm a recurring co-host on the show, as, as you would say. And, yeah, um, nice. and he's allowed me to just kind of reach out to whoever I would like to reach out to to do these interviews. So, um, you know, one of the first people I reached out to was was you. Um, you know, and the reason why I did it is because you're doing what I aspire to do. Like I said, so, um, with that being said, let me just ask you a few questions about how you got started. Like, I mean, you said with the pandemic come, you know, came around and there was not a whole lot to do and you guys just said, screw it. Let's, let's slap something together. Who was, who was like your, your first like go for interview? Who did you shoot for first?
2: (laughs) So, uh, we, we didn't even think we would get any guests to be honest. Like that was never the idea of the podcast. We never thought we would be a guest based podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. It did. I will say like, I used to listen to the Michael Bisbing podcast all the time. Uh, Louise, I can't remember the name of it now. I can't either, but, but I know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, I used to listen to his podcast all the time and I would be so mad because back then he didn't have guests. And I'm like, dude, you're a UFC fighter currently in there. You're a conjurer. Like, you know, all the people, right. Just every, every week bring someone on, you know? And so when I started, and then now he had, now he has done that, but, um, which I think is a lot more interesting and and it's fun to listen to because when you get a different voice or you hear different messages, right. Um, so when we had the podcast, one of the guys that I would kind of talk to on Instagram, like for years from watching him fight was Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. Oh, okay. And uh okay, like badass multi-fight of the night fighter for UFC. Yeah. And uh when he beat Sage Northcutt, I don't know if you remember this, but when Sage Northcutt was the kid, you know, he yes. was the big hot young talent, they put him up against dad bod Brian Bam Bam Barbarena, <laughs> thinking like, okay, this you know jacked real-life GI Joe is gonna crush this guy. And Bam Bam choked him out. Yeah. And then after he choked him out, Super Sage would normally do like a standing somersault as a, as a celebration. Well, because bam, bam, and the guy he is, the camera goes to him and he does like the most embarrassing little cartwheel on the ground, <laughs> right? Because like, he can't do it, but it was so funny. And that like, totally like inspired me to reach out to him after that fight. And I was like, dude, that was crazy. That was so funny, blah, blah. And he responded, you know? Yeah. And so ever since then we, we would kind of chit chat a little bit here and there online. And so when I started running the podcast, I thought, Hey, you know, maybe he would come on, right? Like, I don't know how busy these guys are. Right. And I said to him, I said, Hey, would you come on? And he's like, hell yes, I'll come on. And I was like, really? You know? And then, so I started doing the podcast and we started having like just local, like some of my friends and some amateur fighters around and we were having them on as guests. And he actually reached out to me and he's like, Hey, when am I coming on the show? And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I got to get better. I got to practice. He was, I don't care whether you're good or not. He goes, I just want to come on. I want to support you and I'll come on the show. Wow. And I was like, what? And so, you know, then we had him on and, uh, I think he's been on six times since, Wow! you know, like he's become a real friend of the show and he's a, he's a good guy. He wears our, he wears my branded merch when he's training and I wear his stuff, you know? Very cool. Um, but yeah, that probably was the coolest guy that was like the first big one that, not only did he come on but he was happy to come on and like he was so supportive um because i don't know about you but one of the biggest things about running a show that's difficult is getting support like right. even just from your friends and <laughs> and family to support you into doing something because everybody thinks it's just stupid or everybody just thinks it's like ah this is just some little thing that he's going to do for a couple minutes and then fade away right you know, so nobody really supports you, but bam, bam, man, that dude reached out to support, and I was like, ah, oh, what a good guy, you know. So um, I'd say he's he's the big first one, and then uh, probably the second one, if you don't mind me saying, would be Ashley evans Smith. Okay, she's a she's a uh, UFC fighter. She runs her own podcast called Sex and Violence, which is wicked. Um, and she came on, and the advice she gave me that was really great during that show was that um closed mouths don't get fed and i was like damn i like that and she's like yeah like if you're going to succeed in anything that you want to do and anything that you want to become good at you have to ask for help you have to ask for people to do things you have to ask don't just stand there and think that things are going to magically come your way or that things are going to get better you know open that mouth and ask for things and say what you want right and so that was like you know that kind of advice coming from someone like her that i really respected as a podcaster and as as an entertainer and as a fighter was pretty cool too so yeah so ever since then hey man shoot for the stars and just keep asking for guests and keep going for what you got to go for right i mean what's Um, the
1: worst they can do say no or ignore you right
2: Ask for money, I guess.
1: That be, <laughs> I've only had that the experience be. once, and uh, and you know yeah. it doesn't doesn't surprise me that that's the case. It's sometimes, you know, I mean, if if people are uh, extremely busy and their time is money, then I get it. But uh, I'm not quite at that level yet, so I have to shoot a little lower. And hey. uh, you know, it, hey, you
2: you but you'd be surprised though. Like, I, you know, of you know, I've been in it now a couple years, so like, let's say I've had a hundred and four different guests. And only one guy has ever asked me for money, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, damn and, and then I reached out to him again just recently and again asked for money. And I'm like, wow. son of a gun, I'll get you one day, you know, but.
1: <laughs> you just got to keep building your brand until he wants to be on there, you know. I know, Yeah, I know. Until
2: he's like, hey, can I please come on the show? And he I'll said, be like, well, there's a fee to come on. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> the
1: same dollar amount but, he was going to charge you for his yeah. Time.
2: exactly flip the script but what
1: what i've found about the especially about the fight community anytime that i've approached somebody uh i've i've gotten one of two things either i don't get a response because they're busy and and i understand that they probably a lot of my emails probably go unread um but most of the time, whenever I do get a response, it's a very friendly response, and they're more than willing, yeah, sure, I'll come on the show and talk with you, you know, and, and uh, sometimes it's just a scheduling conflict that keeps them from doing it, but almost everybody I've approached has been more than willing to sit down and talk with us for a few minutes, and uh, and I'm always extremely grateful for that, you know. We've had some really cool interviews, um, and, and <laughs> one of them uh, recently was Rob from McDojo Life, and, yeah, and I listened uh, to that one. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, he, he did, uh, he, he spoke a little bit about Dale from uh, Detroit urban survival training. And, and then I see Dale, um, on your podcast and I'd approached Dale before about, about coming on and he said he would. And, and, uh, I shot him an email. I just haven't gotten a response back yet, but, um, yeah. he's, he's one that I'm trying to get, um, for a couple of different reasons. He's had a few, online controversies lately um the sean strickland video uh where sean pushes him into that case Um, there was the brandon mcgaffren beef uh where they were going back and forth making the videos so i was really trying to get um you know dust on while you know strike while the iron's hot and uh (laughs) and since i couldn't get him in the meantime i had a few other guests that would come on and, and rob Uh, from McDojo Life was one of them and he had a few different things to say about Dale and I won't repeat them. if you're interested in what he said you can go listen to the podcast and hear him say to self but um I was going to try and get Dale on at least to give him a chance to to rebuttal and and uh, say what he wanted to say if he has anything that he'd like to say but um so I watched the podcast where you had Dale on as a guest and um that was when I made the initial message. I commented on there and, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm still a little, a little skeptical. And you messaged me back and you said, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should watch the show and, and see what he has to say. And, and I did. And, um, I think I commented back again. I said, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still not buying it, but you seem, <laughs> you seem a little more convinced than I am. And, um, what do you think about, do Detroit urban survival training and their legitimacy as far as a martial arts or, or as far as a self-defense?
2: So I'll say I've had, I've had the pleasure of having having commander Dale on twice on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Almost exactly one year apart. The first time I had him on, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know whether he was a, a joke or an act like I didn't know right i i saw the clips that we all see online you see him do the things and uh i didn't know you know just the way he looks and the way he presents himself and, and like his his background with all the guns on the wall and stuff like that right, <laughs> right. you're like I, is, is this real and so when i reached out for the interview i i asked i said hey is this real like i'm happy to have you on if it's an act i'm happy to have you on if it's real and i'll play along like hey like you know i'll i'll i'll, I'll be be uh I'll be the guy to, to play along with you. But um, they said, no, this is real. And and I mean, I had a conversation with someone at their organization they were like, no, this is real. We've been in business 30 years. We protect the people of Detroit. We, we provide services and blah, blah, blah. And, and they went on and it was like, oh shoot. Okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. And when I had Dale on the first time and even the second, you'll see he's a chatty guy. Like <laughs> yeah. he likes to talk, but he talks legit. Like it's, he's talking real stuff and you can tell when you when I when I speak with him that he's got a real passion for it. I don't feel like it's an act at all. So I, and I know people will say, hey, you're you're an idiot. You're getting fooled and you're getting tricked. I don't get that from him. I think it's real what he's doing. Um, I have no reason to believe that any of the stories he says is not true. So when he says, hey, we did this and we protect these people and I protected this building and stuff like that, I have to believe that that's true without any evidence otherwise. Sure. Um, in terms of the moves that he teaches, I used to do Filipino martial arts, which does knife fighting and eskrima or kali. It's like the the sticks. Sure. Um, if you're a comic nerd, it's like what Nightwing uses. So, <laughs> I used to do that, and part of that training, we did a lot of uh, weapon disarmaments right? So if someone's coming at you with a knife or coming at you with a stick or whatever, how do you disarm that weapon off of them? Mm-hmm. Which could then be used for uh, weapon uh, guns or, or stuff like that, right? It would be the same premise. Sure. And I'll tell you, a lot of the stuff that he shows online is stuff that I had learned, right? Um, a lot of the stuff that you see, it's like, yeah, okay, that would I can see how that would work. I, I've done that myself. I think the thing that he talks about on both of my podcasts, which people maybe don't realize, is he's saying, hey, look, People get into, and I don't, I don't want to steal his his thunder when he comes on your show. By the way, if but if. <laughs> if yeah, he will, he will. He's a great dude. Um, he's saying that people are getting put into life or death situations every day around the world, twenty four seven, and people are surviving those situations with and without his help. People are surviving because they're doing whatever it is they got to do in, in that life or death situation to survive they'll grab the weapon, they'll grab the hand, they'll grab the wrist, they'll do whatever it is and, and survive. And he says, look, I'm just teaching, the things that I teach are for life and death situations to prevent you from hopefully getting seriously hurt. And if I can teach you one little move or something that may help do that in the case where you're gonna do something anyways, then that's that's what his goal is. And I think if you look at it in that angle, you have to be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Sure." Like, what are you yeah. going to do? You're not going to just let someone stab you. You're going to do something, right? So if if some sort of joint manipulation or or touching of the eye or you know gouging of whatever, hitting the kneecap or whatever is that's what's going to save you, and you can say, "Hey, I saw that." I don't know, man. Like I I I, I don't. And this is where Sean Strickland comes into the argument where he's like, "Well, then I'll beat him up," and I'm like, "Well, couldn't you beat up every self defense instructor, Sean Strickland?" Like that doesn't that doesn't prove anything, right? Like you know uh the guy like i i came from a tennis background and uh people would always say oh you're a coach you must be like the best you know and i'll be like no like i'm a coach i can coach like you don't think andre agassi has a coach you don't think uh you know roger federer has a coach like these guys have coaches it doesn't mean that they're the best so someone can teach self-defense but not necessarily be the greatest fighter in the world right so I don't know. There's different angles to take. I know, you know, probably a thousand of your listeners are going to be like, this guy's an idiot. He's falling for this junk. <laughs> well, we'll but I don't know, man. You know, some guy reached out on one of, on, on my post recently with Commander Dale. And, uh, you know, they were talking shit. And I was like, and I think, and the guy was from Detroit. And I was, like, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I was like, well, why don't you go to his class and take one of the free classes and see if it's fake or not? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, a, if you listen to the podcast, you can find out that he, he'll welcome you to his place. You can go to dust in Detroit and take a free class. And he offers classes. If you go to their website, you know, and this is not a promotion for dust, by the way, I'm not getting paid by, but but like, you can go to their website and you can see he offers self-defense classes. I'm like, why don't you go down to his place and see if it's real or not, like, see if this seems legit. And then he's like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm going to go do that. I'm like, yeah, like just go test it out. <laughs> like the guy actually runs a place. So, I mean, right. It, you know, how can he, how can he survive and continue to make money if this stuff is all garbage?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and I that's, that's one of the, one of the things that I had in my mind, you know, first off, you already asked the question is, is this even legitimate? And in your mind you agree? Yes. He believes it is legitimate, whether anybody else does or not, at least Dale is not, um, trolling with this he believes in the system he think he wholeheartedly says look this is this is what we do and yeah. um and i get that i think the other side of the argument that that most people at least what i hear um, most people say is you know if you go to try and do this you're just going to get shot and uh, I think part of me agrees with that, like maybe compliance in certain situations would be the better option versus trying to fight and, and I think what they're trying to say is that Dale may put an idea in someone's head to get them to try this move they saw online and because they haven't tried it a 1000 times they perform it poorly and that's what gets them injured. So yeah, I yeah. can kind of see both sides of that argument. Um, you know, if I I want to be the fence rider, which I usually do, uh, you know, I see both sides of that. Um,
2: I think that, uh, can I just, can I just say one thing? I I agree with that a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. I just think those people that are saying that though, you're not really in that life and death situation. Like when you're in that real life and death situation, I don't think anybody's brain is going to remember that commander dust video (laughs) that I watched? should really try this right now. Like shit, man, that stuff is going to happen in the blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah, And it's going to, and it's going to happen when you think you are seriously in danger. I, I don't know. Yeah, but sorry.
1: No, I, I was gonna say I think I've seen a few of those TikTok cutover videos that are are kind of clever now, where they show Commander Dale showing a technique, yeah. and then the person tries it, and all of a sudden they end up in heaven, and they're like, "Oh, what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those, but yeah. um, but no, and then and then the other question that that I had was, you know, let's say that this stuff is it's it's going to work. You know, if you poke somebody in the eye, if you kick them in the groin, that kind of thing. These techniques are effective. Um, And and one of the points that Dale brings up is these techniques are too effective to be used in sport. That's why you aren't allowed to kick the groin or attack the back of the neck or intentionally attack the eyes um, and that kind of thing. So, obviously, with that being said, yes, of course, this stuff is going to be you're not going to be able to use it in a ring, so you're not going to see the techniques that Commander Dale is using used in the UFC. Um, yeah. But these these may or may not get you out of a real-life situation. I don't know. I've, I've never right. been in a situation where I've had to use my martial arts, thank God, um, outside of the cage. So uh, yeah. luckily for me, knock on wood, I've never had to test that in a real-life situation. I hope I never have to. Um, and if the day comes, hopefully – Uh, Commander Dale's videos will help me out and increase my survivability.
2: (laughs) You know, we'll see. You have to pay him to use that trademark, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that. I'll edit it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to cost you five cents. (laughs) Oh, well, I'll pay it. That's Uh fine. Uh,
1: but, uh, but no, so, I mean, uh, he seems like he's a really good interview. He seems like a personable person and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, so I don't want to make this whole interview about you interviewing Dale. Um, but, but who is, some of your who are some of your top interviews some of the memorable moments on your show
2: um so early on i had the world and this is not so combat sports related but i had the world's number one body language expert so that's uh, interesting I had, yeah and the reason why i had him on he's on linkedin all the time his name is mark Bowden. he's an english gentleman uh, he's been, I know he, in Canada, he's on a lot of our news things and stuff. Like, he does a lot of stuff with Canadian news for whatever reason. I think he might be based out of Toronto sometimes. But um, we had him on as a body language expert and we had him look at fighters' body language when they're at the stand ins and stuff like that, yeah. uh, when they're at the weigh ins and stuff like that. And we were like, okay, so what should we be looking for? You know, if I'm a betting individual, like, who should I look for to see? like if their body language is appropriate or is, you know, is there something wrong? And like, what are the walk-ins like? So he broke us down that I thought that was a really cool guest. I really liked that one. Um, the Ashley Evans Smith one was really good that I mentioned. She, her podcast is all about sex. Okay. And so, and so, <laughs> and so her podcast, I'm uh, sorry. So her appearance on our show was the first time that we ever got a little bit risque. Okay. Like, the first time we started talking about like sex type stuff and things like that. So that was kind of a cool moment for me because it kind of opened us up. And then from then now, um, you know, we don't shy away from that topic. That's not the purpose of our podcast, but like one of the things that I am interested in all the time is when these girl fighters have only fans accounts, right? And I mean, I don't know how many only fans accounts you subscribe to. I'm assuming it's under 10, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised at that. Like, I'm surprised at these girls that have these OnlyFans accounts and like what they're about and like what's on them and stuff. So, you know, I, thanks to Ashley. Now I feel a little bit more open to be able to ask people about that. When I find out they have one and stuff like that, even guys, some guys have had accounts and I'm like, what, you know, (laughs) um, so uh Ashley Evan Smith was a great interview. Of course, any interview with my friend Bam Bam Barbarena is great and only that's because he's um he's the guy that will always come on during fight week. Okay. I try I try to stay away from asking fighters to come on during fight week. Sure. Because I always think like, okay, you're too stressed and too whatever to be talking to some idiot like me. But because I've known Bam Bam now, like he'll come on and he'll be like, okay, I'm going to get to the hotel around now. And that's when I'll call you or whatever. So we've been having some good interviews. And that's cool because we get yeah. to see like what happens then. Gion um, Kim, she's a South Korean fighter. She actually fights this weekend, February 4th on the Lewis feedback, uh, Derek Lewis versus Speedback card. She's on that card, Gion uh, Kim. She's a South Korean fighter, does not speak English, so she was the first interview we ever did where we had an interpreter.
1: Oh, wow, okay.
2: And so I thought that was a cool moment. How did
1: that go? I mean, was there like a delay, or was that, uh, I mean, did it go pretty smoothly? (sighs)
2: Um yeah i'd say it went decently smooth it was her uh agent who translated for her and he was actually in korea she was in las vegas oh wow and i'm in <laughs> toronto so like we were all over the world like translating but it, it went okay it went pretty good you know um i i didn't prep the questions with the, with them at all or anything like that so everything was just in real time and it was going but no, it was pretty good and she's such a sweetheart um So you know she was doing her best to kind of understand what i was saying and just give like verbal like visual cues and stuff like that like smiling and whatever so no that was a really good one um man every interview has been cool uh, lucky lauren murphy was really cool uh ufc fighter um jenna bishop she's a she's an up-and-comer she's fighting for bellator this month um we're gonna have her on again soon before her bellator debut so she was like kind of like this jujitsu superstar like the world jujitsu's whatever and oh, okay. she's a good looking she's a good looking girl too so you know <laughs> uh and uh, so she came on and she was like pursuing her am, uh her pro mma career with the goal of making it big time and now she has she signed to bellator so that's really cool um we had um swayze valentine the only female cut woman Oh wow! In the UFC, I don't know if you'll notice, but sometimes the cut the cut person is a woman, and uh, it's Swayze Valentine. So we had her on, and she talked to us about like how fighters get all freaked out in the back, and you know, like that's like the behind the scenes thing. So that was cool. Um, We had Judge Mike Bell, one of the UFC judges. Yeah. So people hate judges they think they're all idiots (laughs) they think you know like what do these guys know blah 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 so i'm like all right well let me go get a judge right and we'll see what this guy says and sure enough this guy trains he knows shit he says all the other all the other judges actually train they know stuff they know their their spiel they do talk um one thing i didn't know was that the judges all sit totally apart during the fight i didn't know that they all sat did you know that
1: yeah yeah at opposite ends of the cage yeah
2: Yeah, I did not know that, man. So they all have a totally different view of the fight. So he's like, yeah, like, that's why a different judge might see things differently. Like, if everything's happening, like, on the far opposite end of the cage, like, it's not that easy for that guy to see everything and whatever. So we learned a lot from that one. Yeah. Um, Everybody, man, everybody from the influencers, the kid that dated the Kim Kardashian uh, sister, you know, that took her to (laughs) prom and now he's an influencer boxer. (laughs) Wow. uh my my co-host now is a is a non-binary transgender boxer right like it's just it's just like i've met such crazy individuals all around the world and uh yeah like if i if i didn't say the person's name and they're listening to this podcast i'm sorry but i love too, right like everybody every every guest i've had i'm so appreciative man they yeah just max griffin maybe that maybe i should say that one when i'm talking about like the first sex talk in the first interview uh, Max Griffin did the whole interview. high, So, <laughs> so Max Payne Griffin comes on and before the podcast starts, he's like, Hey man, uh, can I swear on this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like the more, the merrier, you know, do it. He's like, all right. Uh, can I get high during the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like do whatever. And then we start the podcast and then all of a he just like pulls out a bong and just starts smoking up. And he's like, you <laughs> he can tell like his answers are getting like funnier and funnier. And he's like, just getting more and more loose and i'm like oh my god like we should demand that every guest get high before the podcast like <laughs> this, this makes for great content man so we yeah the view is awesome
1: we've had a few of our guests um partake uh, in a couple of uh, events <laughs> and uh, I, I myself have built a pyramid on the show of that's empty, a good one Yep, empty beer cans that we built into a pyramid that was that was a pretty good time
0: what what nice. are some memorable episodes? Memorable of- for me is Nick Maupin came on, ate a bunch of mushrooms, and then he challenged Ben Fowler to a role in studio. Yep. And Nick refused to tap, and he went out. Got put to sleep right here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He
1: was on mushrooms.
0: <laughs> that was a good one. I don't know if he'll appreciate me coming public with that. but
1: uh, That's all right. I think everybody knows now anyway. He's headlining this
0: event Saturday.
1: Yes. <laughs> so we're excited to see Nick fight again. <laughs> i think he nice. also ate some staples he ate some staples he that night staples he, he had he's leg. eating
0: pizza and it dropped on the floor somehow staples got in it he's like fuck yeah. it and he picked it up ate the yeah pizza with the staples it in was it stapling
1: that, stapling his leg as well yeah I think, that was so. pretty badass how he ate the staples and stapled himself yeah so needless to say we've had some great interviews ourselves.
2: mma a
0: fighters PNP. are a fun crowd
2: I feel like what you're saying is that my guests need to step it up. I mean, you know, know, weed, hallucinogenics, it's a gateway, you know,
1: but you got to work your way up. Next
0: thing you know, it's like, hey, would you be open to doing meth on air? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. There's probably a line where it would start to actually be an issue.
2: You'd have to check with USADA if USADA allows for that. You know, there's there's a few things, maybe some banned substances. It's funny.
0: In Kentucky, fighters are basically allowed to do all the steroids they want. Yep. Mm. But Japan they, style.
2: Yeah, but yes. they test them for weed. <laughs> yes. Yes, don't want, don't want any of that. Yeah, that's that's very limiting. Yeah, the performance enhancers, however. Yeah, yeah, fine. who cares Perfectly about that? Perfectly fine with yeah. that.
1: We want to put on a show here, guys. We don't want you falling asleep in the cage.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, man, do you have any martial arts background yourself? Do you have you done anything?
2: Yeah, so um I like growing up, I did soccer and tennis, so I had no time for martial arts. And then when I was in university, that's when I picked up, like I said, I did the Filipino martial arts. Right. Uh, there was some guy at our university that was teaching. He called it uh, integral combat school. And I didn't realize it was Filipino martial arts at the time. But then as I started training, it was um, essentially Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do, Okay. And then, and then the Escrima and the knife fighting, like I said. And so we did that stuff. Um, he looked exactly like. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, you know, the main bad guy yes. He's now famous again. Mind you. Yes. I literally thought it was him. Like <laughs> I was kind of convinced that this was the guy from Cobra Kai. Um, he would have you like on the ground begging for mercy. If you did a move wrong, like he would come over and just like, like hit you, snap you in some sort of hold and push you to the ground. And like, he was crazy, this dude, but he was awesome. And I studied with him for, uh, quite a while. And then um, life happens. I started working. And then, as UFC started getting even more and more popular, it's like, you know what? I got to get back into this and go. And so, I joined a mixed martial arts gym in my community. And we do uh, boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, kind of everything, you know? And then I was in the MMA class with this guy. And there wasn't a lot of people that did MMA. They would, people would do Muay Thai and boxing or they would do jujitsu, but they never seemed to want to do both and combine it into the MMA class. So the MMA class was always small, like maybe five or 10 people. And the dude that taught it was like amazing. Like he was really good. Like he knew his stuff, but this dude was exactly like my John crease instructor. And anytime you did something wrong, he'd have you in some arm bar begging for your life, you know, <laughs> and he was serious, you know? And I think that's why not a lot of people do the class. Cause they're like, you're crazy to do this class with this guy. And one day I'm in the change room and, uh, you know, mending my wounds. And then I said, and then the other guy comes in and goes, good class, good class. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, dude, that dude is crazy. And he's like, oh yeah, I've known Sean for a long time. And I'm like, oh yeah, you've known for a long time. He goes, yeah, even before he was in the UFC. And I'm like, who? <laughs> and He's like, he's like, you know, that Sean Pearson, right? Sean, the Punisher Pearson. <laughs> and I'm like, no because the dude had a big beard like it's not like how he looked like on tv <laughs> so then i go home and i'm googling i'm like holy shit i've been training with the ufc fighter for the past like year like i didn't know
1: that's funny and
2: uh so yeah so then i've been and i've been at that gym ever since so i think i've been at that gym for like uh, i don't know well over 10 years now wow yeah. but uh yeah i know so we've had some cool people and and uh yeah some good experiences and yeah training is always good man
1: that's awesome, man. I do 10th Planet here in Louisville, and, and we actually oh. just, just opened uh, an official 10th Planet Louisville not too long ago. I think about a year ago now. And nice. um, and I know before, like when I first started training here in Louisville, there was not a whole lot of anything going on. There, Like uh, jujitsu gyms were far and few between, and uh, MMA gyms were... Even more rare than that. And that was 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah, almost, yeah. Okay. <laughs> almost.
0: For, for a little bit of Smart-ass. context there. Seriously. Smart-ass. It was seriously. 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, yeah. I'm sorry. but um,
1: 18. So Yeah, it was 18 years ago. But, um, you know, that was before it was sanctioned in uh, in Louisville and that kind of thing. So uh, we didn't have a lot of uh, experience to draw from. There wasn't, you know, we didn't have UFC fighters living right. in Louisville. Um, so we just kind of had to go into the community center basement and, and exchange information between guys who kind of knew what was up and uh, now flash forward almost 20 years. And, uh, and we've got a lot of experience around town. The guys that I came up with are now all black belts and Gracie or 10th planet or uh, you know, whatever. So it's, it's been awesome to watch the community growth around here and, um, and hopefully, Soon, maybe, rather than later, we'll have a rising star here. Um, we've had a few prospects that have have made their way up the ranks. Nathan
0: and- Manis from Kentucky did start out recently, 3-0 and in the UFC. Yeah. And he's been, of course, on the Kelly Patrick Show many times. Yeah. And, you know, we've been... Around him for ten years or so, mm-hmm. um, he did drop his last couple fights, but he's still on the roster. And like I said, starting out three and zero, you know that's something. So yeah. he's he's kind of the shining star thus far for the state of Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully,
1: we'll one day we'll we'll have guys like you who step into a gym and say, "I've been training with UFC fighter for X amount of time and didn't even know it." You know, but well, I think we're yeah. still a few years uh, from that in the region anyway. But we're working our way there and, and trying to. Build up some
2: legitimacy legitimacy no yeah no man that's that that's the thing like you know that the communities are always so great like when you find a good gym and you find that right mix and you find what works for you like those gyms are like gold you know oh, yeah. when you can create that kind of environment that's welcoming and, and and good with people and stuff like that and you're learning and you're you're legit learning from people that know what they're doing that's like the best thing, man. Like, you got you to gotta find those gyms. And I encourage anybody that's listening that is like, ah, oh, shoot, you know, I should really start. Like, I've always liked it. Yeah, go do it, right? Like, there's nothing to stop you from going out and trying out that first class. And then you'll get hooked, for sure. And it's good for you, good for your health, good for your mind. I mean, yeah. and no reason not to do it.
1: Yeah, that's one of my biggest things about uh, advocating for the sport is that you know, a lot of times I'm not even advocating specifically for my gym. Like, yeah, of course I feel like I'm biased and my gym is going to be better for me than it would be for, you know, for me to go anywhere else. Um, but at the same time, like as an ambassador for martial arts, I would rather you get involved with a gym that's going to, that you you really click with. Like you said, you know, that culture yeah. that, that the coach creates there is just as important as the information you get. And, you know, some places you you have a culture that, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, I've I've never been anywhere where I didn't feel welcome. I've never been anywhere where I felt like, oh, these guys are just a bunch of assholes.
0: You've never had a negative situation like that? Um, no, I mean... Are I've, you sure? I'm curious. Yeah, I mean,
1: I really okay. haven't. I've okay. wa- I've, I mean, I've, there are Cause gyms you are that I
0: you are quite the dickhead. No, right.
1: no, yeah. I'm kidding. You see what he does to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you, yeah, ha- yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. in all seriousness? I didn't. No, I really haven't. I haven't, um,
0: but I don't no. know. You're, you're a fighter. I'm not a fighter, so I don't... Um, so we did
1: have one instance at my gym where uh, someone else that had been... Um, stirring up a bit of controversy tried to come in and uh it was bruce as a matter of fact that was there at the time and, and this person walks into the gym ruben and it, <laughs> yeah I is that a, who it is yes okay, okay so yeah. ruben yeah ruben comes to the gym and he just and, called uh, his dude out yeah thing. i like yeah. to i like yeah. to drop
0: people's names on air <laughs> yeah. you know that's why this guy uh, sucks yeah right. people so tune in is, for the episode ruben doesn't suck to be fair he's actually a pretty oh. good fighter yeah but no, 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 That was the person you're realizing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that's up to, you know, yeah, so, to be um, determined but by But yeah, others. so
1: Ruben, Ruben had been uh, calling Bruce out for quite some time and talking smack online and then shows up to the gym while Bruce is teaching a class. And, and Bruce uh, sternly but politely says, hey, you know, you're – talking all the smack about me, and now you're going to come to the gym and train under my class? I don't I don't think so, man. Kick rocks. And that was probably the most uh, confrontational, uncomfortable situation I've seen at the gym, and that was not – it never even got to physicality or voices raised. You know what I mean? So um, I've always felt welcome in gyms and, and never ran into any altercations or egos that I couldn't, you know, get past or anything like that, so –
2: no no hard no extra hard sparring or anything like that where some guys like really taking a little bit of an advantage you know a few too many spinning back fists on the newbie <laughs> <laughs> no i
1: mean luckily i haven't really i haven't experienced it i think it's just because like i'm always super nice to everybody all the time you know what i mean and like i'm in no way am i anybody's like super super tough guy i'm not going to go in and like beat anybody up or anything um, but i try and work to people's level as well so if i am more skilled or more advanced than somebody i never try to take a advantage of them so um hopefully i don't get anybody that just uh doesn't like me like i you know screw that guy i'm gonna punch him in the face but i'm sure i've had a target on my back a couple of times
0: i'm a, in all seriousness you probably take that pretty serious because you want it to be you're devoted so much of your life to this mm-hmm. you don't want it to be like some good natured person coming in to better their life and then you're a fucking dickhead to them and like Right. bring them down yeah. it's like the opposite yeah. and all seri- all yeah. jokes aside yeah. all mushroom stories aside seriously <laughs> that's probably right uh, something that you take pretty serious
1: yeah yeah because uh i've been a, a lifelong martial artist and it really has changed my life for the better it, it has become part of who i am and so i feel like uh this can also help other people so i don't want to turn anybody away for any reason whether um you know, it's confidence issues and they feel like they're not capable of, of reaching whatever level they want. You are capable of it. You just have to put in the work. You have to be willing to do it. Um, you know, so I want to encourage everybody to try martial arts. And it's not for, it's not going to be for everyone, but at least try it. Find out if it's for you or not. And if it's not, cool, move on. But if it is, I mean, it can be life changing.
0: Have you guys ever noticed that if there's someone's girlfriend or a female or someone is in the uh, martial arts room? Just watching, and it's a female, and there's a bunch of men competing against each other. Tensions, blood pressure, everything kind of gets heightened. You got, would you guys agree with that? Have you ever seen that? A couple times. A couple times. Tim? I think so. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Tim. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I'll, I'll segue a little bit into a funny story where sure. at my gym there's this one girl, lady, girl. I, I don't know. She she's not young, young uh, who kicked ass at jujitsu, you know, she was one of the OGs in our gym that was like really, really good. And for whatever reason, one day she decides to join the MMA class. And I knew like, I'm like, all right, I'm not going up against this chick. Like she's going to kill me. And, uh, all the other guys didn't really know her. And there was a guy who was like competing in amateur, uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai fights. And so we're all in the class and then she comes in and joins in and starts doing it. And at the end of the class, we have sparring. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to sit back and watch this happen. You know, (laughs) and sure enough, you know, we would rotate partners and every person that she went against punch, 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 kick, 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 grab, take down, arm bar, grab, take down, guillotine, grab rear naked. Like she was murdering everyone. And it was, crazy to see and i think people i just love that class that class forever is blazoned in my memory because it was just so funny because like these 18 year old like juiced up kids that were like you know thinking they're all that and they're just getting tapped out by this unassuming lady who comes in (laughs) and just murders them you know and it was crazy and there's nothing they could do about it it's just um yeah you know i think the thing is nowadays in martial arts too you realize like when you look at people like bryce mitchell and uh you know Ale- uh, brandon moreno right these guys that look so like who that like you would never think these little nerdy kids could just murder you so <laughs> you know i mean even when there's these girls that walk in the gym man you don't know that they're not killers yeah even um, if
0: it's a fighter i asked you and bj the other day if if i asked brandon and bj ferguson the other day if you look at someone and they're strong Can you tell, do you you have a good radar for being able to tell that's just a muscular guy or that's a real muscular guy who is also like an all-state wrestler and, you know, trains or something? And I think the consensus was that even for the, uh, you know, for many years professional MMA fighters, BJ and Brandon, you just can't fucking tell. Would you agree?
2: No, you really can't. You
0: can't. Even if you've worked so many years to, to learn about it, you don't know until you start actually training right. with them, or yeah. fuck with them, or I something.
1: I think I think sometimes like mannerisms and movement can kind of be a tell. Cauliflower ear, you know. Um,
2: so the cauliflower ear. I <laughs> ran into a banker the other day oh. who had a cauliflower ear, and I was like, "Hey, dude, do you train?" And he's like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> <So> of course, <laughs> that at least might help you out a little bit. That's a,
0: that's an exception if the cauliflower yeah. ear.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nature's yeah. warning sign. Just just know this dude's gonna take you down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or unless you've seen those, uh, things on, uh, Instagram, those videos where these idiots are giving themselves cauliflowers. Have you seen that where people are like rubbing their ear and stuff like that to give it to themselves? I've I've heard like they've trained. Yeah. I've heard Uh, about that. Why don't you just train?
0: You know what I mean? Just train. (laughs) Some people train for a long time and they don't get it. I've
1: never had it. I've never had cauliflower ear. I've trained for almost 20 years now. And, uh, I still have all my teeth. My nose doesn't look like a staircase. My ears aren't cauliflowered. So I've I've gotten extremely lucky that I haven't gotten too banged up. I've had a few scars, you know, a uh, few stitches, but nothing like detrimental. I think the worst injury I had was I broke my hand.
0: Tim, did you know that this Brandon Bishop that we're talking to here now is the Brandon Bishop? <laughs> uh,
2: there's only one.
0: There's only one. Okay, but what I mean by that is if you do a YouTube search for World's Dumbest... What's it called? Uh, World's Dumbest Brawlers 13. World's Dumbest Brawlers. (laughs) They have a... And now we're going to Kentucky where these dumbasses fell out of a cage and knocked themselves out. So Brandon was fighting in an MMA fight in Kentucky. What year? 2008? Uh, Somewhere in that. Yeah, somewhere in that. And he was basically double-legged. Looked like a blast double or something. Braden Ward got him up against the cage door. Cage door just pops open. Brandon and his opponent both fell to the bottom of the, the stairs, hit their heads, and were both legitimately knocked unconscious.
2: And and why does the improper structure of the cage deem you the dumbest? I know, right? Like, <laughs> fucking the, the, the idiot that put this crap together, he's the dumbest engineer. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's, that's not too fair for you, my friend. That I, appreciate it. right. I appreciate it. It's not fair, it. I agree. <laughs>
0: However, I'm not going to stop bringing it up.
2: Yeah, no, of
1: course, it's, that's the only thing you got to work with. That's so, my
0: one thing know. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's no, a good one. That's a good one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I enjoy it. What's funny, though, is nobody knows who I am. No, I'm not anybody special. And then people in the local community will introduce me to someone, and they'll say, hey, this is Brandon Bishop. Uh, he's an MMA fighter. Uh, he's the one that fell out of the cage. And then everybody goes, oh, I've seen that. And I'm like, oh, great.
0: Because it's real crazy, Tim. <laughs> you can see the video, and they are out, you yeah. know? I mean, they're not both of them simultaneously knocked unconscious.
1: Yeah. I think the craziest thing about that story was, um, you know, there's been double knockouts. There had been people fall out of the cage before, but there had never Mm -hmm. been two people fall out of the cage resulting in a double knockout. Yeah. So it was like that extra rare occurrence that probably will never happen again and lightning uh, struck 17
2: times that day yes, right? yes. like yeah yeah
1: and I, I wake up the next morning and uh, the first thing i do is i just you know kind of get up and i i get centered and i look on I get on my phone and the first thing i see i open up my internet page and it opens up to yahoo sports front page and there's my face looking back at me and they're like this guy falls out of the cage and gets knocked out. And I was like, Oh Lord, inside MMA, Yahoo sports, ESPN, like world's dumbest. Like, so much
0: public. why can't i get this publicity for good things the, the world's dumbest is the best because it has multiple comedians taking turns making fun of basically brandon yeah, yeah and yeah. Braden, yeah both of you guys but it, they're all just like this fucking idiot <laughs> and then they pass the microphone someone else right yeah, yeah yeah i think the best one was um
1: willis from different strokes and he says uh two men into two men leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he didn't write that joke. himself. <laughs> he didn't write that himself. That was too good. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Tim, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, just before we, we wrap yeah. things up, do you have any specific plugs or anything you'd like to mention? Also, of course, your podcast is uh, fight insight podcast, but before we wrap things up, Tim, what kind of plugs or things would you like to mention?
2: Yeah, man. Well, I just want to give a shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate being able to come on, you know, to other podcasts and, and help you guys out and, and, and vice versa. You guys help me out. So I think it's great. I really enjoy the podcast community, man. Joining this thing for two years, you know, being able to meet other podcasters and other networks and things like that has been really cool. So thank you to you guys uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, if if people are interested in MMA and combat sports, as as I'm sure your listeners are, and you want like another podcast to listen to during your commutes to work or or school or whatever it is, you know, yeah, give us a try. We're at uh, Fight Insight. You can find us most I mean, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Just search for Fight Insight Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, We're on Instagram at Fight Insight Podcast. And uh, yeah, anywhere, man, just look for us. Tons of, tons of great guests, like as we've talked about a little bit on the show, we've talk, talked about some of the guests we've had. Um, Ricky Tercios was a really good one, really motivational. I love that dude. Um, yeah, just check us out. We're, we release every Thursday with new podcasts, new guests all around the world. We do try to find amateurs, pros, uh, people from all the different organizations, BKFC, whatever it is, coaches, announcers, whatever. Anything related to combat sports, we'll interview. And I will say if you are a fighter or you're an amateur fighter or someone that wants to get on a podcast, just reach out, man. We're happy to help support young count, uh, young kids and young talent.
1: Awesome, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, You know, I was picking your brain a little bit and you gave me some really good ideas. So I really appreciate that, too. And I may reach out to you some more and and pick your brain a little bit more. And I hope you don't mind, you know, that I reach out to you. You were very receptive to my messages and and, uh, immediately were willing to schedule something with us. So, again, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. uh, No pun intended. And, uh, you know, we'll turn our listeners on to your show and hopefully you'll gain another audience. And and, uh, we'll just keep moving from there, man.
2: Yeah, man, I'll do the same for you as best as I can. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Once again, Tim,
0: thank you very much. We also want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we'll have another episode out soon.